So let's talk about that for a minute. Do you sit down and do you scroll through your cell phone for hours? Right. Uh, TikTok before TikTok and Facebook, there was MySpace and I think there was also Black Planet. Uh, I'm telling my age again, but people would sit there and literally be on that phone all day. And I remember that there were research and studies coming out. Um, how long should you be on your cell phone? And then all of a sudden, those research studies just kind of stopped. All right. So we need to think about that for a minute, because some of you guys are on that phone so much like you're at the dinner table scrolling at your cell phone. So you're telling your family and people around you that you're not interested in what's going on even at the dinner table with your families. And kids, I want you to think about this. This is an opportunity for you to be around your family. Not too many people are allowed to sit down and have dinner with a family, mom, dad, or just mom or just dad, and talk, right? Even if you want to, if you still want to have your cell phone, maybe you can text dad across the, across the table and say, hey, dad, how are you today? How was your day at work? Right. And then hopefully dad will get the bang, get up and go to his pocket where he put his cell phone down so that he can spend time with you. OK. And then respond to you. The no, thank you. If you're nice like me. No, thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. And I want you to watch that person in the next six months laid out on the street corner with a needle in their arms. Okay? Risky use. Using the substance in situation where it's physically dangerous. Sticking needles in your arm. Okay? Snorting up stuff that you don't even know what you're putting in your nose. You don't even have it lab tested. Come on, kids. You're smarter than that. You guys think you're the smartest thing in the world at 15. You tell me what to do. I remember my kids tried to tell me what to do at 15. And sometimes I did listen because they are intelligent. Okay, you do know what to do. Then get the lab tested, bro. Sis, get a lab test. Find out what you're using. Like, use some sense. Do you understand when you, if you are by yourself and you overdose... There is nobody there to save you. No one. If you're by yourself right now and stick a needle directly into your arm, okay, you're going to go out. The ten, nine times out of ten, 99% sure, you're going to go right out, which means you're going to pass out because you've injected too much of a medicine that usually fentanyl, from what I understand, is used you know, when people like with major surgeries where they're like cut down the middle and digging in and scalping here and cutting there, you know, that's a lot of pain. So that's a heightened medicine to help pain. If you guys are struggling with life to this degree that you need to take some fentanyl or some crack or a, a bottle of liquor and drink it down, we've all been there as adults. We understand that. Talk to someone. Get a counselor. Talk with a counselor. I'm just one. I may not be the best one, but I'm one of many across this country. And you know what? In Massachusetts, I know therapy. If you have mass health, health is covered 100%. Go every week. Speak with your therapist. Talk with your therapist. 
You know, tell them what's going on. You don't need to shove a needle in your arm to feel better. That's not an option. And it shouldn't be the option. Dangerous use. Physical or psychological problems caused by continued use of the substance. So guess what? Like I said, this thing is expensive. You start out, your friends are buying, and oh, here, take a bag. Oh, girl, go ahead. Here you go. Right? That's how it starts out. But how does it finish? You're broke. Your grandmother's tired of you. Your dad's done with you. Your mom can't stand you. Your siblings won't talk to you. No one's going to let you live with them. Everybody's throwing you out. You have nothing. The homeless shelter don't even want you. Okay? It gets, it becomes an issue. Now you're close to being suicidal. Now you don't care if you die. Another effect of the use of substance use. Okay? So at some point you have to start recognizing that, that you're addicted. And I hate the excuse, I'm an addict. I'm an addict. You are, you, you are an addict, and I get that. But you did not have to uh, encourage someone else to be one either. So a lot of people use that excuse all the time. I'm an addict. I, you know, it's just it's part of my addict nature. We're going to talk about that. We're, I'm going to explain to you exactly why you're digging into your grandmother's purse. I'm going to explain to you exactly why. Right? You're taking your mom's credit card and cash up yourself $3,000. I'm going to tell you exactly why you're doing that. So stay tuned to the counselor. All right. Social and occupational problems. So not fulfilling major obligations at work, um, school or home. So parents, back to you. How do you know when your children are using drugs? One of it is that they're skipping school because you can't be in school. Nodding out. Okay, that's a clear sign that they're on some type of opioid when they're sitting up, nodding out. Okay, um, or if they're fidgety, fidgety, can't stop, can't stop. Remember, feeling, doing all this. Clear signs, very clear. All right, not going to work, and I mentioned this before. Crystal meth has crept itself up from the east coast. I mean, the west coast up to the East Coast, and I lived out there, I know. They, they have so many people living in tents, it's sad to see. They call them tent cities. Because one thing about when you use crystal meth is uh, you're going to lose your job. Because, you know, anytime you put that substance in your body, let's start from day one, you, you put it in tonight, you're not going to sleep for 24 hours. So then after that 24 hours, you're still using it. You're not going to sleep for another 24 hours. And then if you keep using it, some people go 7 to 14 days going. Some people go for a while. And they're going to work. You see them. They're all tweaked out and, you know, talking fast and got a little groove to them. Oh, yeah. California was full of it. I used to laugh. I'm like, oh, God. And when, after someone finished talking to me at work, I'm like, God, how tweaked out are they? You know? <laughs> so... Um, you know, it's, it's something that happens. And then, so what happens is when you go to sleep, finally, um, after you probably have gone through paralysis, meaning out of your, out of your noggin. So once you get to that point, once you go to sleep, you're not waking up for three days. I promise you, you will not wake up because your body, your mind, all those nanograms of, 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 
of of the dopamine that has increased so much your brain has to come down and when it goes down it goes all the way down and sometimes it goes below what the levels they should be so the same pleasures that you would get at some point you're not going to get that same pleasure at that point you're going to get it at a lower point because your mind you have no motivation your mind is trying to come back to where it should be right your levels in your brain because what you're doing is you're just increasing the levels of dopamine in your brain i mean this is this is not rocket science all of these drugs, heroin, crack, alcohol, I think all of the levels only go to about 110 to 115 nanograms. You know, it's not a lot. Um, I think crystal meth, I think they go up to about 1,000. So that's, you ever seen somebody tweaked out on twister meth? It's very, it's, it's, it's scary to see and sad at the same time. Because they, they're looking at you, their eyes are open, but they can't see you. They're, they're completely blacked out at that point because their mind has just reached a level. The fluids in their mind, their dopamine levels have increased so high that no one's used to that. No one's used to that. Think about it this way. You know, the pleasure, it's the pleasure part. When, when, when you have sex, I think the, the, it goes up to about 50 nanog- nanograms, I think, per decimal. I can't, I can't remember exactly. I'll, we'll do a class on that at one point. But it goes about that. So you feel a little bit of pleasure, right? Some of us, it takes about two minutes to get there, and some of us, two hours, right? Hint, hint. Um, so, yes, but that's a pleasure feeling, right? And so, you know, when you're getting ready to do it again, whenever, with your wife or husband or whoever, you know, you're gonna, you know you, your mind is looking for that pleasure. But when you're using drugs, that almost doubles. And at 15 years old, okay, Having that type of pleasure hit your body, it's unforgettable. You can't forget about it because guess what? You just felt so good for the first time in your life. All right. So these, this is, this is not rocket science. I want you guys to start thinking, making a decision. I've been doing this for a while. And so far, the most people that have been dying are the youngest ones overdosing i can't do it another day all right social problems caused by continued use of substance use there's a lot of people that have a lot of social issues you start uh you know thinking using drugs your your brain starts telling you things remember it's mind altering so now you're not yourself so you know when i smoke uh crack or when i drink or when i use crystal meth or whatever you know i don't want to eat so now the the drug has turned into something like a diet uh, like an appetite suppressant for it right um so of course you're feeling like you know people are looking at you and you're feeling self-conscious and you know you're not going to parties like you used to because you want to get high first so socially you start backing away you start separating from other people Right, but you're you're a person too. If you're using crack today, if you're using alcohol today, if you're using drugs today, if you're on drugs today, and you're watching me, pick up the phone and give me a call. You know, I want you to know that you're somebody too. All right, that's what makes me so concerned and so saddened by this situation is because your self-esteem is the what is is attacked and broken down your self-esteem you no longer feel good about yourself 
And so what does that do? Does that encourage you to stop using? No, you want to do more because you're, you just want to feel bad. You want, you, you enjoy that feeling that yes, no one cares about me except for this drug. That drug is now your best friend. Okay. When you wake up in the morning on payday and the first thing you want to buy is that drug. That's your best friend. Some people don't even date anymore. I asked what's a couple kids. I think they were like 22 in detox. I said, do you have a girlfriend? Because one thing about uh, opiates, and this is not everybody, but quite a few people that use opiates, there's nothing feeling down there in the lower re- Netherlands, the nether regions, we call it. You're not feeling nothing. You're not even feeling it. Okay. So, you know, you you're definitely don't have a girlfriend unless you have a girlfriend that's on it. And so both of you are not doing anything but passed out next to each other. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's, that's what happens ultimately at the end of the day. That you start losing interest in relationships. When's the last time you had a relationship? When's the last time you dated? Went out to the movies? Because, oh, my God, it's, it's $14. I can, I can use that to buy me another bag. I can get me another, another drink with $14. When's the last time you've done something for yourself? You, st- you start backing away socially. All right. Decreasing or giving up important social occupational activities. Once again, people aren't playing basketball anymore. Like when by the time they're 18, who love playing? You're not playing any soccer, football, like nothing. You're not going to play tennis. You're not playing racquetball at the club. You know, you're not doing anything. All you want to do is get high. At 18 years old, that's all you want to do. Really. And then you have physical effects. So building tolerance needing more and more of the substance to achieve the same effect. So now what took one bag that lasted you all day, right? Heroin users right now, you need one every three hours just to sustain to not get sick. By the way, just for the record, for those of you who don't know this, you don't have to get sick anymore. And I want you to pick up the phone and give me a call. There are things out there now that can help you sustain. Okay, I promise you, you will not be sick anymore. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I did meet a young man who I hope one day will contact the show who parents were using and he was put on to use as well. And I'll let him tell his own story, but he never knew that there were what they call medication assistant treatments for him. Because all he knew is that when he woke up in the morning, he had to run and get a bag from the drug deal. He had to get the mother, one for the mom and the dad and himself because they were sick. And I said, well, have you ever heard of Suboxone? And he said, no, what's that? So I just want to mention there are medications out there that can help you get off of these drugs and stay off permanently. There is a plan that will help you. But we can't help you if you don't pick up the phone and call. All right, and lastly, experiencing withdrawal. Uh, we all know what withdrawal is. It's physical or psychological symptoms when not using the substance. 
So when you start feeling, your body starts having like feelings. Um, I guess I can try to give some examples. I don't know everything about withdrawals and I've never had any, but I can say that I know that with alcohol, um, when people are having withdrawals or beginning the stages of withdrawals, they're feeling dry, dry mouth. They're, you know, their skin, very sensitive. Uh, some people who are alcoholics, Start shaking. Can you hear? You know, we used to say a detox. Here, can you hold this sour cream? I need some whipped cream. <laughs> you know, it was funny, but, you know, they, they kind of got the joke. Yeah, the hands are doing this, and you need a drink to calm yourself down. Right? Something's going on, right? Uh, with opiates, you are getting what they call sick, meaning their body is feeling like it's hungry. It's feeling like it's not hungry. They're having mixed feelings. Um, You know, the agitation, there's a lot of agitation, irritation, um, anger, like, you know, withdrawals, it, it, you know, it comes with a lot because your body is looking for that same feeling that you've been giving it. And when you run out of money, when you run out of what you need, then what? All right, and then finally, finally, uh, I just want to talk about uh, just some of the help you can get. I'm not ending this segment, but what I want to do is I want to mention the help that you might get. Um, So there's four different types of addiction treatments. Um, There's individual therapy, um, which, again, if you call a counselor, uh, the counselor will help you. They're usually a therapist. They help you. like change your substance related thoughts. So we talk to you, we try to figure out what's going on. How did this happen? How did you end up in this place? You know, it's usually an undiagnosed mental health issue, depression, anxiety, you know, some kind of, you know, past trauma. Um, There's a lot of reasons why people want to pick up and self-medicate. There's group therapy which we do have group therapy here at the counselor. We do telehealth therapy. They're a little bit more exclusive. Um, If you go to my website, um, you can see that there's two types of options. If you become a member of the uh, counseling network, um, that you do have access, free access to all and any of the therapies you have or anyone um, in your camp or around you. So I want you guys to go to my, my website, thecounselor.live. Take a look at the options. It's very simple for a reason. Uh, sometimes too much information doesn't help anybody, right? All right. Do you have support groups? Um, you know, you meet other peers, people that, have, that are also in recovery, people that have similar stories, similar situations that happened. Um, so you definitely want to participate in any type of social environment that has to deal with uh, substance free uh, use of sorry, free of substance use. So people that are of like mind and don't want to be using and then medication. So uh, this medication is used in specific cases for symptoms management. Um, again, you can go to your doctor or you can go to a detox you can go to an emergency room and ask, like, is there something medication that can help me to stop using? We call it medication-assisted treatment, but ask. Ask somebody if you need some help. 
All right. Uh, so I want you guys to stay with us. We're going to be ta- moving through the substance abuse, like what is addiction, and we're going to start getting into the nitty gritty. Uh, my name is Sheldon. I would love you to uh, call in the show, email me at the counselor at um, sorry promo at the counselor dot live, or you can slide up in my DMs. <laughs> 